Westmoreland Reads, a short-form podcast all about good stories, books, and reading. In each episode, you'll hear a short story, a book recommendation, and what I'm currently reading, all with no spoilers. I'm Heidi, your host, and this is episode four of season three. Welcome back, everyone. It is great to be here today. I am recording today after a very full week. There were not a lot of appointments or things happening outside the home, but we got a lot of school done and had a sick day. It is Saturday night, and I am excited to sit down and talk about books. This is like, I think, one of the first times I've sat down today. So I'm very excited to tell you all a story that's been on my mind ever since I read a book about it, oh, like three weeks ago now. Um, But before I get started with that, I wanted to really quick say a thank you for all of the wonderful feedback I've gotten about the podcast, about um, the new format, and the books that I'm talking about. It has been so fun to connect with people again over reading and stories and to see all the social media interaction. I am like, it puts a smile on my face every time I think about the podcast. So I'm very thankful. And I wanted to ask you all, um, if you have not yet left a review on iTunes, would you please do that? Um, or Apple Podcasts. For some reason, the algorithm gods look at reviews from listeners and say, oh, that must mean that more people want to listen to this podcast. So we're going to make it accessible to people who want to find podcasts about books. So your reviews make it possible for more people to find the podcast. I have hopes and dreams for the podcast. And so the first step to that, which I'll share more details about all of that, Um, at a later date. But the first step to all that is reviews. So there are currently 14 ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, and I would love to see that number hit 30 by the end of the year. So if you, again, if you haven't yet left a review, if you would do that, that would be awesome. Okay, so let's get into our story for today. Um, This story, I found this book in the adult graphic novel section of the library during my um, bookish birthday getaway uh, last month. I think I told you all about it in the last episode. Um, and the subtitle of this book is what caught my attention. It was The Lost Autobiographies of Six Yiddish Teenagers. It's called When I Grow Up by Ken Krimstein, and it contains six essays from Yiddish teenagers that had been hidden after the beginning of World War II. So the intro to the book tells the story of an autobiographical essay contest held by the Yiddisher Wissenschaftlicher Institute, or YIVO, I really hope I didn't butcher that name, Um, in Vilna, Lithuania. The essay contest gave Yiddish young people a chance to define what it meant to live as a Jewish person in the world. Yivo collected more than 700 essays during the 1930s, and they were on the brink of announcing the winner and the cash prize when the Nazis invaded Poland. It was the same day that the Nazis invaded Poland. So the beginning of the war and the sudden need to focus on survival left the awards and the contest canceled, and most of the essays were lost. A lot of them were nearly lost. When the Nazis invaded Lithuania, they attempted to study the Jewish question, quote-unquote, by forcing local representatives to collect and send all Jewish documents to Frankfurt, and what they didn't send, they were supposed to destroy. Now, these people, however, known as the Paper Brigade, smuggled and hid hundreds of thousands of pages of Jewish writing from the Nazis in the interest of preserving priceless examples of Jewish heritage. Many of the essays were saved and hidden and later given to the Jewish Museum when the Soviets took over, and then they were hidden again in a Catholic church when the Soviets ordered that the Jewish Museum of Vilna was to be burned. 
Some of the documents were discovered in the early 90s, and then in 2017, over 170,000 more pages from the Jewish poets, children, and students in Vilna were found in a separate room in the church basement. It was a treasure trove of Jewish heritage that is still being studied today, and it included documents like a letter from the poet whose poetry inspired the Fiddler on the Roof, handwritten poetry and essays, and so many more hundreds of documents from every area of Jewish life. Six of those essays from Yivo's competition are in graphic novel form in Krimstein's book, and there's a lot more to read about online. Yivo has an online museum with all the examples you could ever wish for, and I'll include that link and a bunch of other links in the show notes so you can research this more on your own if you like. The whole story speaks to the power of the written word and the risks people will take to preserve their names and culture in the face of forces that would have it destroyed and forgotten. I personally think that one of the most powerful tools to have as a person who wants to know and love other people is memory, and learning stories sharpens our collective memories and shifts how we see the world. So to wrap up, I will leave you with this last thought. Around 90% of the 160,000 Jewish people in Lithuania were killed during the Holocaust, and quite a few of their family histories, thoughts, talents, experiences, and names are preserved and remembered thanks to a few people who saved some handwritten pages from being burned in a fire. So that is the story that's been in my head for the last few weeks. I went on a Google deep dive um, and learned they're still expecting to find more um, in Lithuania and other parts of Europe. And this is part of why I think World War II is so fascinating for so many people, is even though it happened a long time ago, and even though there's been so much written about it, and there's so much to learn about it, and it seems sometimes like it's overdone in fiction, um, they're still discovering things that happened, and people, and, you know, things like essays from teenagers. Um, I think it just speaks to the power of story and the power of memory, and it's so important and so cool. So moving on now to my book recommendation, we're going to shift across the ocean a little bit, but stick around the same time period with a book that I read last year that I really, really loved called West with Giraffes by Linda Rutledge. Here's the setup. Woodrow Wilson Nickel is a teenage boy at a little bit of a standstill in life when he learns that two giraffes are on their way across the U.S. bound for the San Diego Zoo. He knows nothing about giraffes, and not much, actually, about animals in general, but he's fascinated by the idea of the exotic animals and knows he needs to burn a couple bridges to get out of his current situation. He can drive, sort of, and so through some fast-talking and plain stubbornness, he lands a job as the giraffe's driver, escorting the beautiful animals cross-country. The giraffe's caretaker and champion is an older man with his own shady past, and he will do absolutely anything to ensure these giraffes arrive safely. Assorted characters, both well-meaning and possibly criminal, and a pesky journalist with her own secret, follow the group across the United States in what turns out to be the most incredible adventure of Nichols' life. The real challenges of the trip, and the magic of animals who know whom to trust, change his life and set him on a path completely different from where he started. So I loved this book. I love the strong sense of place as we travel cross-country during the Dust Bowl and the Depression era. I love the bond between Nickel and the giraffes that ensures his job security. And I love the simple novelty of the story. In addition to being a new story I had never heard before, it also has the magic of a first. The first time exotic large animals impossibly crossed the country bound for the zoo. I don't remember that it was particularly well-written, it's not like a classic or high fantasy or anything like that, but it didn't have to be. The story had its own strength, and I couldn't put it down. 
So that was West with Giraffes by Linda Rutledge. And last but not least for today, I am currently reading Out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have a question or comment about today's episode? If so, email me at westmorelandpodcast at gmail.com or send a message to at westmorelandreads on Instagram. You can find links to the books and stories mentioned in show notes and on westmorelandpodcast.com. To help the podcast find the exact right audience, leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen, or give a shout out on social media. I truly love sharing stories and books with you all, and I'm excited to talk to you again soon. Ezra Pound once said, Man reading should be man intensely alive. The book should be a ball of light in one's hand. 